This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter four and we're dealing with Moses. And we're dealing with Moses and uh, him being called by God, and uh, it's been a great it's been a great study. Chapter three on into chapter four is is God calling Moses and telling him that God's got a purpose for Moses. He's got a reason for Moses existing, and uh, he's he's revealing that to Moses. He's saying, uh, "I've called you. I know the situation you live in life." I've called you. I've got a purpose for you. I want to use you. I want you to be a part of my plan for the world. These are things that happen with every person who's a believer of God, who is a person who is a that places their faith in God, that trusts God. And that is true of every one of us. And not all of us are going to be famous like Moses, and not all of us are going to see God move in that way. God is going to move differently and do different things in every believer's life, but he is calling us to purpose, and he's calling us, and remember that purpose ultimately glorifies God. That is the ultimate purpose God has for your life, is to glorify himself in your life. And God's going to work that purpose out. Now, does that mean you're going to part the Red Sea or you're going to march into Pharaoh's court? Not necessarily, not for you, but I'm not precluding it. I'm not saying that could not happen. I'm just not saying that that it's likely for you because Moses already did that. And so Moses glorified God in that way. And the likelihood that God's going to set up the same events all over again, do it again, God type situation is not likely. But the principles by which Moses hears God and then struggles with his calling, and you're, what you can learn from that is important. Yeah, I think it's of great importance because I think you can actually use just one word to describe each one of his, his each one of his objections to God's call. And I think every believer has an objection to God's call. Every believer struggles with that that call of God, that purpose that God has for him. And you can put the you put a word in front of it and make it a question, or you can just say the first thing that he says, me, or who me, or why me? What he's saying is, I don't why are you choosing me, God? And and why would you say to me, go do it? Send somebody else. And then the second thing he says is, you, who are you? And who should I tell them you are? And God goes into a great treatise and explains in great detail who he is. And, and are those legitimate questions? I think they really are legitimate questions. And I think they're great questions. And I think that God used those questions to reveal great things to not only Moses, but to us. Why Moses? The reason ultimately for why Moses is because God chose him. 
And if God, if you hear his voice and you hear his call today for your life and for meaning and purpose in your life, then he's calling you. And oftentimes believers, their struggle is not whether or not they hear God, the struggle is whether or not they're actually going to trust God and act upon what they hear. And that's Moses' struggle. And the question of why God, who are you? What's your name? That's a great question because I can't serve who I don't know. And I need to understand some things about God and I need to chase after him. And that's one of the things that a lot of believers struggle with. I don't know all that's preacher. I, I, I'm not equipped. I, I think I ought to be, or <laughs> I, there's no way, I, no possible way I could ever learn enough about God to be able to do what God's calling me to do. And the answer to that is that's just not true. There's so many things in life that we never think we could do. I can't do marriage. I can't work in that job. I I can't pass that test. I can't do these things. And until you attempt them and until you put yourself in that position, you don't succeed at them. The same is true with ourselves. And God puts us in position so that we can realize that he has already planned it out and he's already worked it out. And that not only can you attempt them, but eventually you can succeed in them. And God uses you in that way. And so I, I would say that you, the only way for you to ever really know what it is to serve God and to use God and to and to know God, and I don't mean use God and use him for your own purposes, but I'm talking about use him for your own understanding and knowledge because God's revealing himself and he's revealing life to you. Uh, the only way for you to ever do that is get out there and get it done, get going, try. Give yourself an opportunity to see God move. And so those are great questions. But then the, the next question is, but what about them? And you could just say them, those folks, as we'd say in Alabama, the, these people, what about them? And that's what Moses says in chapter four. He says, then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. Those are legitimate questions. Really, it is. What if I get there and they say, we're not listening to you. Get out of here. And that's what he says. Or suppose they say, God's not spoken to you. How, how, what am I going to do then? And that's really a great question, I think, aren't, isn't it? You ask that question. God, I know you're calling me to do this. I know that if I'll seek you out, you'll equip me to do this. But what if these people I deal with, they're not all there. They're not really, <laughs> I'm not sure that they'll even listen to me. And wow, that's true. We think that. I thought, I think that all the time. What if they're just not going to be listening? What if they're asleep? What if they're tired? What if it's hot and they're sleepy? And all those issues come about in our lives. And oftentimes we struggle with that. And God is, God's going to have to do a big thing with Moses. He's going to have to get the, the elders to listen to him. He's going to have to get the Egyptian court to listen to him. He's going to have to get Pharaoh to listen to him. And so he's got a big task and he wants to know what if they just don't even listen to me. And God's going to say, listen, I'm going to get their attention. It's not you that gets their attention. And boy, that is a great understanding from God. So many times you think you've got to accomplish something. And really what you're doing is you're you're joining God in his work and you're seeing his hand at work in your life. And it's, it's God who's really doing it. And that's what he says. He said to Moses, what is in your hand? And Moses said, he said, a rod. And God said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Most people do that, right? That, that is really funny right there if you think about it. Moses cast it on the ground, a rod on the ground. It becomes a serpent. 
he's running for the hills, right? If you're afraid of snakes, that's what you are. I'm a, I, I'm the type that the only snakes that I really like to have around me are dead ones. And I, I kill them as quickly as I go after them. I'm aggressive toward them. But, but for Moses, he apparently wasn't. He didn't like snakes and he ran from it. And then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. Now that's tough for a person who's afraid of snakes. It really is. God's asking Moses to trust him. And I want you to notice, I want you to notice in this story, Moses does trust God. He does. And, and which, listen to me, that is the fundamental requirement of doing God's work in your life is you trust him. That's really all that's required at any point in time is that you trust God in the midst of it. He's doing the work. And so he cast the rod on the ground. How hard was that? Not hard. God made the rod a serpent. Is that hard? Hard, really hard, but God did it. It's God's work. And then God says to Moses, reach down there and grab that serpent and grab it by the tail. Well, Moses said, I don't like snakes. I've already showed you. I, when that snake became a serpent, I ran. But, but he said, reach out and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Wow. I think that is that, that Moses is acting in faith. He's functioning in real faith here. He says, <clears throat> it says that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. See, what he's saying is I'm giving you a sign. I'm, I'm showing to them that you've spoken to me. And if you're serving God, God is going to be out there beyond you working. And Moses needed to see that. But God didn't just leave that for Moses. Notice Moses, he's going to give Moses even more. He's going to give him a better understanding. He's going to, he's going to open his eyes up even more. It says, furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. Basically, he said, put your hand in your shirt or in your jacket or in your cloak. As we think about clothes, put your hands inside your clothes so that normally you do that to get warm. He said, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. His hand had that skin disease, which which would cause your hand to, to lose color, and it would become leprous, and then obviously later on it'd be sores. And it, He said, and put your hand in your bosom again. And so he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom, and behold, it was restored like his other flesh. And then it will be, if you do not believe if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. What he's saying is, first of all, uh, by the way, you can't get away from the pictures. The first picture is that God is in control of the enemy, and uh, he's the one who created the serpent, and he can make him out of a rod or not, and that Moses is going to have power over him, and so he shouldn't worry about what the world's going to do or how the enemy's going to attack, and he shouldn't concern himself about whether people listen. God's going to be able to speak beyond the enemy's power, and then he says to him, he has power over sin and death also, and that's proved by this act of putting his hand in his bosom and taking it out and his hand being leprous. He's saying, I have power over these things, and when you do this, you're going to prove to him that I have power over the enemy and I have power over sin and death. And uh, leprosy is a picture of sin. And uh, it is obviously a picture of, of being stricken and separated from God. And so you did not want to have leprosy. And then him putting his hand back into his cloak. And then all of a sudden he comes out and is healed. 
And so God's saying, I'm giving you a sign that I'm above all these things. I'm more powerful than these things. And it shall be, if you do, if they do not believe, even in these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on dry land. And the water you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. And that's a picture of, that's a picture of God's redemption. That's a picture of him taking that water, which is a picture of the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit and it becoming blood, which is life. And, uh, and Moses is going to be the one who gives life to his people. And that's that God's saying, I'm giving you all these signs. I'm showing, I'm going to do all this in your midst. And you go, that's not going to work for me because I don't, I, God hadn't told me to do a picture and God hadn't told me about the leprosy thing. And I don't even want to do that anyway. And the snake thing is just totally out. And I know when you're going around and you're dealing with God and you're dealing with what God's calling you to, you can really feel that way about things. You really can. I know you can. But what God's saying in this story is I'm in control of this. And so you can ask the question, why me? The why you is because God chose you. And you can ask the question of who you are, God. And God will reveal himself in those situations. God really will. He'll show himself to you. And then you can finally ask the question, but what about them? But what, if, what if they don't listen to me? But I will tell you this, that's not your issue. And that's not, that's really not even your problem. God's going to use you and he's going to use you in powerful ways. And he's going to do life-changing things with who you are. And God has always been doing that. He's always been doing that. And if you will trust him and you will allow him uh, to listen to your voice and you call out to him and say, who are you? I need to know who you are. And if you'll allow him to have the opportunity of you seeking him out and saying, why me? That's fine. Why did you choose me? Because I made you uniquely. And then finally, if you'll say, God, am I actually going to see this work out? And I promise you, if you'll reach out to God and say, God, I, I, I'm not sure about it, but I can see that you can move and you moved in powerful ways for this person and that person. I've seen it happen in this life and that life, both in the scriptures and also around us by pe other people. If you could say that and say, God, I believe in you, then you're open to the opportunity. You're open to the possibility and the excuses go away. Now, Moses is going to make another excuse tomorrow that's going to get after God. God's not going to be happy with Moses about this one. But I will say this today, that there's nothing wrong with ask asking why me, because you really begin to understand the redemption work of God and you really begin to understand that God can use anybody and God has chosen to use you and that is a significant happening in your life and asking God who he is just seeking him out and God's never against that and then finally asking God how, whether or not other people are going to respond to me following you is there's nothing wrong with that but remember you're going to have power over the enemy and you're going to you're going to you're going to pass through death and and hell and you're going to you're going to be a source of life and then finally you're going to pour out the truth on others in your life and then what God's using you and it's going to change the world and it's going to provide redemption for the world and why not do those things I think the stories of Moses, especially as we go through Exodus, this story of Moses' call is an important story because it calls out to us, it screams out to us, God's calling us for a purpose and a reason, and we should not uh, grow weary in doing his will, but we, we should not close our ears off and not listen and shut our eyes and not see. We should seek out that will and that purpose, and if we do, 
We find all things because we find God in God's will. And uh, that's really all that matters is the will of the Father. And uh, if that's not important to you, I can tell you this. It was very important to Jesus. And if it's important to him, I'm going to I'm gonna make it important to me. The Father's will is all that matters. And ultimately, it's the only thing that's going to fulfill you. And so I would say to you, chase after it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.